So it was confirmation night at the parish, and the bishop was there. And the children about to be confirmed were very excited, except they were also a little fearful because the bishop would ask them questions about the faith, and he expected answers, and the answers better be correct. But there was one girl named Julie who had great faith and great knowledge of the faith, and she was really excited because she was looking forward to the chance of uh, to be able to answer a difficult question. So the bishop asked the first question. He said, which of you can give a definition of the Holy Trinity? So Julie's hand immediately went up, and she said, Bishop, the Holy Trinity is three divine persons in one God. The bishop was getting on, of years, on in years and was kind of hard of hearing. So he said, I'm sorry, I didn't understand what you said. So Julie said, Bishop, you're not supposed to understand. The Holy Trinity is a mystery. Well, today, it will be a mystery no longer. Because once I get done with my well-crafted homily about consubstantiality, circumcession, incarnation, and the hypostatic union, you will understand the Trinity perfectly. Maybe Trinity Sunday should be called the Preacher's Nightmare Sunday. But actually, the Trinity is the central mystery of our faith, the doctrine on which every other doctrine depends. Notice as you recite the Creed today how much of it is focused in on the Trinity. The reality of the Blessed Trinity is far is that it is far from being an impersonal force, a distant creator or master, a mystic ground of our being, or even an it. God is relationship, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Not because we have projected that image upon him, but because that is what he is. For you see, our Christian faith is not simply the way we approach God, nor is it one way among many to come to God. And I can repeat that. Our Christian faith is not the way we approach God, It's the way God chooses to come to us, for it is in accordance with his very nature. For by his physical creation, and by his choosing to speak and act in human history, by his speaking forth his eternal word into the womb of the Virgin Mary, by his coming among us as man, by his pouring out of the Holy Spirit at Pentecost and through the sacraments, he has chosen to draw close, to come to us, to meet us as one of us, to dwell with us forever, and to fill us, to fill our souls with his very presence. His love for us could not be satisfied by being a remote and distant master, an occasional intervener in human affairs, or even as a savior who came and then departed. We are formed in his image, And he has breathed into us his own divine being, the Holy Spirit, the one eternally proceeding from both the Father and the Son, into our hearts, into our souls, changing us, transforming us, purifying us, strengthening us, enlightening us, and enabling us to cry out with unstinted voice, Abba, Father. Only because the the Holy Trinity is relationship itself, 
Only because the Trinity is love itself, only because God's word is eternal God and goes forth from his mighty throne, can we relate to and speak to and love the one for whom the universe itself is no more than a snap of the fingers. Only because he chooses to speak his eternal word can we speak to him. Only because he loves us, only because he is love, can we love him. And only because he is love can we love one another. We can say it again and again. Our Christian faith is not the way we approach God, one among many ways. It is the way God chooses to come to us, for it is in accordance with his very nature. So on this Holy Trinity Sunday, we contemplate the most astounding mystery, the reality that God is one and yet three persons. This mystery is so amazing that we can hesitate even to speak of it. Yet it is the central mystery of the Christian religion, of Christian faith and life, the mystery of God himself. And all other mysteries, all other teachings of our faith, derived from the mystery of the Trinity. And we know this, and we experience this, and we live this. We can see it in every aspect of our lives as Catholics. When we are baptized, we are claimed for Christ, as the priest or deacon and our parents and our godparents trace the sign of the cross upon our foreheads. We're baptized in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. The sign of the cross is the first prayer we learn, as we trace the sign of our salvation on our own bodies. We invoke the Blessed Trinity in in all of our prayers. In the sacrament of penance, we're given absolution as the priest traces the sign of the cross over us. The Mass begins and ends with the sign of the cross. At every Sunday in a Holy Day Mass, We recite the creed as a profession of our faith in the Blessed Trinity. The Gloria, which we just prayed, is a prayer of praise of the Blessed Trinity. We offer prayers at Mass to the Father, through the Son, and in the power of the Holy Spirit. The smallest glance in the scriptures at the story of creation tells us of the Trinitarian nature of God. Then God said, the book of Genesis tells us, let us Make man in our image, after our likeness. God created man in his image, in the divine image he created him. Male and female he created him. We are not created. We cannot exist as isolated, self-individualized people. Why? Because we are stamped with the image of God. He who is relationship within himself According to his very nature, the Trinity makes us realize that the God who is never alone, who cannot be alone, has created us to live as he lives, in relationship, in harmony, in love, and in peace. Put another way, we can see that since God exists in eternal relationship, in his Godhead as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, So we who are created in his image can only live in this world in relationship with him and in relationship with others. 
This is why sins are ultimately a separation from God, a separation that can only be healed by Christ, who is the eternal word, the second person of the Blessed Trinity. In our Old Testament reading today from the book of Proverbs, we're given a beautiful hint of the Trinity, of the wisdom of God being poured forth at the time of creation. But that author only had a small inkling of what God was preparing to do when in the fullness of time he sent his son, born of a woman, and sent the spirit of the son into our hearts crying out, Abba, Father, all of you, all of you here, my brothers and sisters, all of you have been created in the image and the likeness of God. All of you who have been baptized have put on Christ. All of you can cry out to God, Abba, Father, Papa, God, and experience God not as a static force, but as a burning furnace of love, a trinity of persons whose name and whose nature is love, the model of all relationships, a God who truly cares, a God who reaches out to us sinners, who becomes one of us, and who dies for us so that we might live, and who comes not to condemn, but to save. The life which we as followers of Christ are privileged to have is not a matter of cowering before a fearsome God, but entering into a relationship with a Father God, with our Abba Father, to be his children, to be transformed by his love, to be filled with his Holy Spirit, and to live forever with him in eternal joy.